time to talk with the Lord, such a vital, important uh, discipline that we develop in our life. The more that we do it, the more we want to do it, and that's just the way that the things of the Lord are. The more you read, the more you want to read, the more you share your faith, the more you want to share your faith, the more you pray, the more you want to pray. And so, you know, it's just one of those truths that uh, we get out of anything in life, what we put into it. And and when we, we begin to experience uh you know, growth in our life spiritually, it, it really puts a, an awareness in our life that, hey, we are growing, we are learning, we're farther down the road than what we were, you know, a year ago or five years ago, ten years ago, and so it's the encouraging thing about walking with the Lord. It's just a, a forever journey, and so when I talk about perseverance paying off, this is one of my favorite quotes by Charles Spurgeon, who was one of the prince of preachers. He said, by perseverance, the snail reach the ark. I, I love the the analogy of that. You can just see the snail sort of plodding along and uh, hoping the skies didn't open and the ground didn't open and all the water come. But I mean, he, the snail's going to survive in water, but he wanted to be in the ark. And uh, so there you go. So I love that. I love that, that quote. So perseverance, as it's defined in scripture, is staying at or doing something despite the obvious difficulties, delays, and at times, even the denials. Uh, it has a lot of biblical synonyms. Uh, you know, the, the Greek language is much more expansive than the English language. And so here's some biblical synonyms uh, from the Greek language for the word uh, perseverance or persevere uh, or even persistence. Uh, it's resolve, it's determination, endurance, and patience. And, and this is where I want to start. I want to take some of those synonyms that are scattered out uh, the, the New Testament, and, and I want you to see that this subject matter of persistence is an ongoing and encouraging message in Scripture. So let's look at the first word. It's the word resolve, and uh, the, the prefix re uh, is, is uh, a reminder that uh, we need to do something over and over again. So whenever you see the prefix re on something, it means this is a continual work, something that we should do again and again and again to get results. So in this particular situation, it's attached to the word solve. Now, we understand what it means to solve something. You know, we don't always come up with solutions overnight, correct? I mean, sometimes there's a process of solving a difficulty or a problem or coming to the end matter. And so there's a process. And what the word uh, resolve means is repetition. Keep doing it over and over and over again, and you're going to get the right results. And we're talking specifically about prayer and being people that persevere in prayer. And sometimes we we we're face a, a difficulty. We may even be denied access to something that we feel we have a right to, and there's an injustice. And so, you know, these become issues of prayer for us. Maybe there's a promise that that we're holding on to, and yet. There seems to be a delay in the process of this prayer coming to pass. And so we pray, but then sometimes we don't resolve to continue to stay with it. We don't have the resolution. We haven't really resolved to stay with something. So we can be talked out of it through adversity or through resistance or through difficulty. And, and then we can come to this conclusion. Well, I guess this isn't God's will because if it was God's will, it would have just happened. So I want to first give you an illustration from the Old Testament. Daniel prayed 
and fasted for 21 days. When the angel arrived in Daniel's presence physically, he said, from the first day that you began to set your face to inquire of the Lord, I was dispatched. Took 21 days for the angel to get there. Why is that? Because there is conflict when it comes to spiritual issues, when it comes to promises. And we do have an enemy. And so we're aware of these realities, but we need to be reminded of them. Otherwise, we can grow weary and we can give up and we can not do something consistently that's going to bring results or bring answers. And so this is what Jesus said. I think he's a pretty good person to listen to. Can I get an amen? All right, Matthew chapter 7 and let's begin in verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who if he, his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish will give him a serpent? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Jesus is saying, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. It's a continual verb. It's not just something you do one time. You have to continue to do it. Now, we always do it in faith. We always do it with an expectation, but you stay at it. So you may ask for something, and then after you ask for something, you may spend a majority of your time thanking God that what you ask for, he's going to grant unto you. But it's still staying with it. It's staying with it all the way until it manifests. It's not just, you know, praying about it and then forgetting about it. That, that's not someone who has, uh, you know, resolved that I'm going to persevere. I'm going to stay with this all the way to the end. Now, here's a little caveat, and we'll move on to the second word. It's really challenging for us, no matter how talented we are or we believe that we are at multitasking, it's very hard to multitask with God. Because I believe Scripture clearly communicates He works in one area of our life at a time. And He works in the areas of our life where He needs to do the work. Not sometimes where we're asking Him to work, but He sort of knows where the work needs to be done. And then as we yield and submit to Him, he works in that area, and then he moves on to another. So this is what I want to encourage you to do, is that just don't get spread too thin and like, well, I'm believing for this, I'm believing for this, I'm believing for this, I'm believing for this, I'm believing for this. And then I ask you, what are you believing for? Well, I don't know, I'm believing for everything. Well, you know, sometimes when you ask for so much and you're spread out so thin, you forget to be more resolved that this is what I need to stay with until it's done. A great example of that for, for us guys is we are great at starting home projects and we're not really great at finishing them. So there's 10 unfinished projects around our house. And that same principle can roll over into our spiritual life. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to go to this prayer meeting. Oh, I'll tell you, I'm going to start fasting. Oh, yeah. And, and then I, I just read a book about witnessing. I'm going to start witnessing. Oh, boy, and I need to find some place where I need to get more active in, in evangelism and, and serving in the church. And pretty soon it's like, I mean, you don't even have time to do your dishes. Does that make sense? And, and I think we've all, you know, bitten that apple. 
And you understand the analogy of the apple. I mean, fall into that temptation. The more you do, the more spiritual are you are, and the more God will bless you, and the more happy he is with you. And and sometimes we have to remember that less is more. Because you're more concentrated, you're more focused, and you're going to have more depth in that particular area. So that's my word of admonition. Can I get a holy grunt? Yeah. Amen. All right. Let's look at the second word. The second word that's a synonym with the word perseverance is to determine, to determine. And and this in scripture is always tied to someone who is single-minded. We become persuaded about a truth and therefore we pursue that truth until that truth is real to us. But we hear something, something comes alive in us, we become persuaded that That's a possibility for us. And so what do we do? If it's a possibility, you're going to pursue it. You're going to go after it. There's something now that you're incentivized by. The possibility of something coming to pass. And what is that? It's usually a promise or a word or a truth that you find in God's word. So the proof of this is as we prove something, in other words, there's a process in proving it and we find it to be true, I mean, we're encouraged. Let's take the simple subject matter of God's faithfulness. When that becomes true to you, it's something that you began to understand, apply, rely on in your life. It's something that you pursue, and in pursuing, you find peace that no matter what's going on, God is faithful. Correlate that with your prayer life. Sometimes when you pray, and it seems like things are silent, Are you going to and am I going to determine that God is faithful? He's already heard our prayers and therefore he's in motion and I need to stay in place. Okay, let me give you a verse of scripture that uh, that teaches us this principle. Galatians chapter six, Galatians chapter six. And we're going to begin in the sixth verse, I mean the ninth verse, and, uh, and read the ninth and tenth verse. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. All right, third word, endurance. Endurance is used in regards to trials and temptations and tests in Scripture, and this These trials and tests that we face in Scripture are coming to undermine our faith. For the trying of your faith, the enemy is trying to get us out of faith, trying to move us away from standing in faith. Colossians chapter 4, so you're just right there in Galatians if you'll just turn a few pages to the right, and you'll see Colossians chapter 4, and we're going to begin in the second verse And then read down through the sixth verse. Colossians 4, 2 through 6. Continue earnestly in prayer. Continue earnestly in prayer. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word. To speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains. That I may... Make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know 
how you ought to answer each one. So this this need for endurance is such an, a, a great and, and wonderful promise. So this endurance that's tied directly to perseverance, uh, which means that when we're, we're standing, we continue to stand. And I, I love the way that, that Paul encouraged Timothy uh, in a very trying time in Timothy's life. And he was pastoring and, and uh pastoring at that time the largest church in the known world, and there began to be some problems among the congregation, among the people, and uh, Timothy's uh, personality, uh, he wasn't, you know, uh, the personality of Paul and Timothy were not the same, and so Timothy was, was uh, maybe a little bit more timid, and Paul was reminding him that God didn't give him a spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. Well, he goes on in that same letter and he encourages his son in the faith, and he says this, endure hardness as a good soldier. And what he is admonishing Timothy to do is, you know, you're just going to have to walk through this. This is, I know this isn't ideal. I know it's difficult. I know it's challenging. But you're going to have to walk through this. And you're just going to have to walk through it like a good soldier goes into battle, and he's prepared, he's equipped, and he's, he's, and he's got everything he needs to succeed, but he's going to have to go in there and he's going to have to fight. And endurance, when it comes to tests and trials and tribulations, is that that we can't allow them to deter us from persevering. We have to just keep forging through. And no matter what the enemy throws at us, no matter what the test or the trial or the tribulation, we have already understood that we're enlisted in God's army and we're we're going to complete our assignment, we're not going to go AWOL. We're not going to run. We're going to run, if anywhere, we're going to run to the Lord in prayer because he's going to uphold us in those moments when the trying of our faith happens. And I want to emphasize this before we get into the last word. And so many times when tests and trials and tribulation enter our life, we take it personally and we think the devil is after us. But what he's after is, what changes us and faith changes us. He's after the seed of the word of God. He, he's not interested in us individually. We're no match for him, but he's no match for faith. He's no match for a person who walks by faith. He's no match for a person who lives by faith. And so he tries to get us to move away from the faith. And, and sometimes he pulls on our, on the pride that's in, that's in the flesh, like the devil must be after me. Well, if the devil was after you and you weren't, you know, under the umbrella of God, you don't stand a chance. And you have to understand that his, his primary desire is to move a believer away from their abiding relationship with Christ. And in doing so, they're not going to be fruitful. They're not, they're not going to bear fruit. They're not going to live a fruitful life. And so if he can succeed at doing that and just cause us to be, you know, sort of go through the motions, believe all the right things, but not really, you know, persevering and not pushing through and not enduring hardness as a good soldier, then, you know, he can knock us off course for a little while. But thank God the Holy Spirit is there to help us in those moments and to bring things to our remembrance. But we have to be aware that there is an adversary and, and behave accordingly. All right. 
Last word is patience. This is one of your favorite words in all of, of if any word I could have chosen tonight, this, is, this would be the one that you'd say, Pastor, let's talk about patience tonight. All right. Biblical patience means to wait. It's a simple concept, right? I mean, we get it, to wait. There's a lot of great analogies that, that we could use. But it's, it's related to the word long-suffering in Scripture. And, uh, and long-suffering has this connotation to it. It means that we're able to hold on and go forward with confidence because we have an expected end that is waiting for us. We have an expected end that's waiting for us so we can be patient. We don't have to have everything right now because I know I have an expected end. I don't have to have it now. I don't have to have instant gratification because I understand that I have an expected end. I have confidence in that. Let's take a a look at Hebrews chapter 10 and you'll see this more clearly. Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to pick up in the 35th verse and read down through the 39th verse. Hebrews 10, 35 through 39. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. What has a great reward? Your confidence. And your confidence comes from an abiding relationship with Christ. And what is the temptation when we face difficulty or denial or sometimes delay, or we don't get something when we want it the way we want it, is sometimes we want to cast away our confidence. We're like, forget it. And then he goes on and he says, for you have need of endurance. The word endurance there is the word patience. You have need of patience so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So after you've done it, you put something in motion, then here comes the blessing or the benefits of your obedience. But before anything shows up, there is a timeline that's taking place in our life. And what's going on in that timeline? Well, patience is preparing us for what God has prepared for us. Patience is helping us to wait with confidence. We haven't expected in. Why? Because I've done the will of God. It's now in his hands. I'm doing the will of God. It's in his hands. I'm walking in the will of God. It's in his. I'm praying the will of God. It's in his hands. Okay. I'm going to close by reading uh, out of Luke's gospel, chapter 18. This is uh, maybe one of the most familiar portions of scripture when it talks, uh, when I talk about uh, the word perseverance or persistence. This is maybe something you thought of earlier, but it's important for us to know that all through scripture, this truth about persistence and perseverance is mentioned. And it's mentioned once again through the words resolve, determine, endurance, patience. So when you see those words, you understand that it's a process. Everybody say a process. process. It is a process. And it's a good process because it, while it's all going on, we're becoming right more in love with Jesus.
Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray. And what's the next phrase? And not lose heart. Which implies that if the enemy can get us to stop praying, he can get us to lose heart or to stop persevering, to stop enduring. Saying, he's going to tell us a story. There was a certain, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because of this widow, this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God, and shall God not avenge his own elect to cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with him? I'll tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And the type of faith that Jesus was speaking of here specifically was faith that perseveres. Uh, this is... Uh, a great comparison and a, a wonderful illustration that Jesus took a judge that was just way over on this pole or to this extreme and compared him to God who is way over on this pole or this extreme. They're polar opposites. And the one that we would have no regard for or no respect for because he has no regard or respect for anybody anyway, so why would he gain anybody's respect? So this one that we wouldn't believe is going to do right no matter what's right because he just has no regard for anybody over a period of time because this widow would not give up. He was persuaded to do something for her because of her perseverance. And then he said to us, and shall not God way over on this extreme as as, as messed up as this judge was, is as good as our God is. And he said, he's going to do, yes, he's going to do even better than the unjust judge. Shall not God. So I like to think of this uh, in this light, and I'm closing with, with this illustration, is that this widow, this widow was so persistent that the judge could not escape her case. Most of us, we, to some degree, when we leave work, after a period of time, we try to leave work at work. Correct? I mean, it's sometimes not easy to do, but we work at it. Well, I imagine this judge was like us. He would like to leave the day's work in the courthouse and show up the next day and continue to take care of his business. But because of this woman, he couldn't. He went home and ate dinner, and all he could hear was this woman's case. Night when he laid down, all he could hear was this woman's case. He's In the morning, he's shaving, and he's thinking, man, I cannot get this woman out of my head. I, I, and pretty soon, it convinced him, I, I, I don't care about her. I don't, I don't care about it. I don't even care about God. But I can't get away from this. 
And so when you and I come to the Lord as his own children, his adopted beloved, his very own, he can't help but do something for us because he wants to. He wants to. He delights to. And all you have to do is ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Because everyone who asks and keeps on asking, seeks and keeps on seeking, knocks and keeps on knocking, is going to get it. Perseverance pays off. Just stay with it. Stay with it. Get into the Word. Let these scriptures speak to you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.